Hello, Fight Insight fans, viewers, and listeners. I'm your host, as always, Timmy B. And today, I'm all alone. I've got no co-host with me, but that's okay because my fantastic guest is going to stay with us the whole way through. Before we start the show, please take a moment to follow and subscribe to us on whatever platform you're using to see or hear me right now. And if you can leave a five-star review, like the video, leave a comment, those things all help get this podcast noticed by people that don't know we already exist. If you'd like to support the show financially and you want to get some healthy treats, you know who to call. You go to middaysquares.com. These things are amazing. Check out middaysquares.com and use code FIGHTINSIGHT15 to save 15% on your order. On today's episode, we catch up with a good friend of the podcast to see how her MMA career is going. We talk about transgender athletes in sports, and we also preview UFC Blades versus Aspinall. There's going to be a moment when you see like a little glitch in the screen and uh, we're going to look a little bit different. That's because I asked my guest to come back and record another little segment. There was one question that I really wanted to ask, which we didn't get through the first time I interviewed her. So apologies for that, but I'll edit it. It should look decent. Now, enjoy the show. It's Timmy B. All right. Our guest today is a friend of the podcast. You are going to remember her from episode 46, which was earlier in the year. She is a transgender fighter determined to compete solely against other transgender athletes or males only. Flipping the script on the narrative that you know when it comes to trans athletes in especially MMA. Now, here to update us on her journey so far and after competing twice since we first spoke under the WCFL banner, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast, Gita Marie Figueroa. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, everything's good. I'm very happy in life. Just chilling, you know, taking a break from all the chaos that's happened in the last what, five months since I've talked to you guys. Five months. It's been quite the journey. It's been quite an exciting uh-huh. thing. I mean, we were so happy literally weeks after we interviewed you where you were calling people out looking for a fight. Boom, you got your fight under WCFL. And that one went quite well. Yes, it, it did. It, I think I, I at least proved myself. Um, besides my cardio, which is what I really, really took away from that that I needed to work more on uh, endurance and stuff like that. I still feel like I I um, showcased several different disciplines in under the MMA spectrum. So I was really proud of myself. Um, my opponent was a, an amazing person to compete against. He was, he was uh, kind and, and um, very respectful the entire time. Um, Fighting for WCFL, their entire organization, the way they, um, um, the way they worked, um, it was just a great experience with family, friends. Like I, I was able to accomplish a goal and a dream, like I told you guys, and yeah, it it, it, it was it was great. I was I was soaking in that one for about two months. <laughs> no, no, that was awesome, and uh, I think your opponent Chachi Versace, right? Uh-huh. God damn, that's one of the best names ever. But <laughs> Chachi Versace, yeah, great guy, right? So and so people understand he was a male that you competed yeah. against, and it was an amateur MMA fight. Yes, we are okay. amateurs. You did amazing. I watched the fight. We posted clips on our Instagram. Man, you know, when I first met you, 
I'm like, all right, I don't know, you know, and we've talked about like your gym and your training and stuff like that. And we're going to get into that. But I was like, all right, well, there's a big difference when you actually go do it. But damn, you went out there and you kicked some ass. Like you did really well. I was proud of you. I was proud of you. you. This wasn't like some crappy house show that I've been to, you know, where people are just kind of like very unprofessional looking. You, you Mm -hmm. held the part, you were, you did your job. So then, so then you were supposed to fight uh another transgender athlete in muay thai yes that was your second fight that was supposed to happen but it did Uh not i even forgot about that well i remembered see (laughs) so there you go yes clara Ivanov. it was supposed to be a muay thai fight um under the wcfl banner it was going to be trans versus trans yeah and tragedy happened she i don't know why or how they, they can be this irresponsible, but maybe it just happens. I've never heard of it. But she got her jaw broke in practice by okay. someone that was just, I guess, I don't, I don't understand. I guess the guy did a spinning heel kick or something like that and, like, destroyed her face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. she had to be in surgery, and they gave her, like, a six-month, uh, like, leave of absence type thing, whatever, where she's not allowed to compete or fight. She had yeah. her jaw wired shut. Yeah. So, like, that canceled that. Okay. Um, but then um, I got lucky enough that Rafael Garcia hit me up and he said, hey, I have someone from Port St. Lucie that's down to, uh, that we want to put you up against. And I was like, yes, 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 whatever, just send it. Ended up being this really like young, strong, stocky kid. Um, but then he hit me up like a, a couple of days later. And he's like, wait, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, he's going to be on vacation with his family the week of the fourth. So I'm going to cancel that. But I do have this other kid, Shane Mistretta. And he sent me the, the information and the record. And I was like, you need to understand, I don't care who it is. Just put someone up and I'll, I'll do it and what I love he has like seven fights I had one so I was like this is what I want this okay hold on I- hold on I'm gonna break in here because the, oh, yeah. the audio the audio broke for just one quick sec but okay so you're saying this guy that they give you he's got like a six and one record or something no 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 no. he has a, a combination of like seven fights yeah but what was his record his he- record was like Four and three, or three. And four. Oh, four and three. Okay, okay. But still, he's got a, but he's got a lot of fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you get offered this fight, I know you're a badass. I know you're like, I'll take it. What is your coach, manager, agent, whatever you've got around you? What are they saying? Okay, so my for for my first fight, I had a coach. No. Yeah. Okay. No, oh, I, sorry, sorry. Okay. I mean, I, I need just a build up for this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> For my first fight, I had a coach who was there with me, and I went to every class, every training. I was I was loyal and committed to him and the students and everything for a whole month. At the end, he didn't make it to my fight, so I I don't want to blast that on air. But things happened that we can talk about behind closed doors or whatever that made me not work with the, that team anymore. Okay. My second fight, I. I was gonna have it all together for Clara Ivanov for the Muay Thai fight. I was yeah. gonna go to Fifi, Fifi Muay Thai in St. Pete. 
But when Rafael Garcia called me and told me that I was going to be MMA with uh, these this guy, I was just like, I sat down with my boyfriend. I was like, listen, I'm going to do something that people, when they find out, they're going to be like, you're fucking crazy. But I did it anyways to prove it to myself and to prove it to other people that at the end of the day, this is a sport that I love. This is a sport that I I always wanted to compete in, and I was mm-hmm. going to do it no matter what. So I lied to everyone, and I didn't have a coach or a gym or any type of training. I just went to Crunch Fitness with my boyfriend four days a week, and we trained, and I did cardio, and I worked on the bag, and we, we ran drills together. So um, there was no coach or team to tell me anything. I was doing this solely by myself okay so why because as an amateur your job is to build your amateur career whether you win or lose it's the experience it's yeah it's it's getting used to the environment and the people and and the fights It's, it's more than just fighting there's so many different aspects and elements to this sport that you amateur rankings and all that stuff it's meant to build you as a fighter i don't care how many times i lose i don't care if i was to get injured or whatever and the whole point is to build your amateur career and then go pro and then become a star right now i'm being responsible in the sense that i'm not looking to be famous and rich and have all these fans i'm looking to build my amateur career at least get five to maybe even ten fights and then think about the future The only difference between me and other fighters right now is my background and my story and what I want people to understand now before it blows up and becomes something else because I'm transgender and I'm competing against males. That's the only reason why I have all this clout and all this attention. Yeah, but okay. But what I mean is why couldn't you find another gym? Like if like here where I live in like just north of Toronto, Canada, I can literally throw a rock and hit like three Muay Thai gyms. You know what I mean? Like if I had a falling out with my gym, I could easily go to another one. So why couldn't you go to a gym? Like, like, so I had, I had had three options and ultimately I felt that I wasn't going to be able to build a bond and a connection and communication Mm. with a new gym and a new coach in a month to get me prepared and ready with the actual team to get me to there. So I was like, I'm not going to risk dealing with people that don't understand me or my story or what I want in, in my life when it comes to okay. this. So I'm going to take the the bull by his nuts, basically, and, and like forget the horn. I'm going to grab the bull by his nuts and like take charge and do this. So everything leading up to it, to the point that it happened, to the after it happened, it was all me. I I devised, I wrote down, I, I worked on my own diet, I worked on my own workouts, I watched MMA on a daily basis or a weekly basis when it came to Bellator and UFC. I studied the, just the way I've been doing it for the past 10 years. And I told myself, I'm not going to let people tell me that I have to, no offense, yes. You are correct. Many people are correct in that I need a gym and a coach and all that stuff. But my situation is different. I can't, 
from it from my own experiences i know that i've been to gyms where we just saw me eye to eye and so i was just like if i have to do this by myself then that's what's gonna happen and that's why i did it the way i did it no 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 and that's okay and then i just want to clarify though when you're saying your situation you're talking about because you're transgender and you think that that adds some added something yes. to you going yeah. to a new gym right yes 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 so okay okay and i mean damn it because you also think like that that another gym should see you as an interesting personality or an interesting story especially with what you're doing when we talk about that you're only fighting males or other transgenders it's not like there could be that potential negative uh stigma you know what i mean yeah. where it's like well i because hey look i do question who is the coach that's coaching someone like uh fallon fox or alana whatever like how right. could you how could you be that coach training that transgender yeah. to then go fight uh natural females like or that I, gym like or the gym them, yeah or the gym but i mean the person i've seen going, them in group pictures fallon and alana and i'm like that means everyone in that gym agrees to what she's doing which is crazy yeah which hey if you agree you agree that's fine but i i do think that's more odd than than how do i say it i find that more odd than you having difficulty finding a gym that would accept what you're doing. Well, what I really want to clarify is that it, it comes from me not wanting to have to deal with it. I'm more, I'm like, okay, but I'm, I'm, I'm about to be 34 next week. And so in my life, I'm like, I, I think about stuff. I'm like, eh, I'm not going to waste my time. Fuck it. Fuck them. I'm just going to do it myself. Okay. Okay. So, but, but you're taking, I do, have, I do have options. My, okay. So my living in St. Pete, the, best I can do to like really further my career is go to Tampa, which is 30 minutes away, maybe even 40 minutes, depending on the gym. So not having a car and a reliable transportation, but I have been offered to go to several different gyms in Tampa. So I will give okay. you that so that you're not extremely concerned with, with my future. I do have options. Um, I've even had conversations with my boyfriend, like, Hey, can I borrow the car? at least twice a week so i can get some real training he said yeah sure or he can drop me off we've had that conversation right but a month prior to my last fight i was like don't worry about a gym don't worry about a coach yeah, yeah, yeah. don't worry about nothing go work out train do it yourself and prove it to people that you if you want something this bad especially fighting competing like I went out of my way to prove it to myself and other people that I, there was not anything that was going to stop me. I was going to show up to that fight regardless. I wasn't scared of what he looked like, how tall he was, his record, his team, nothing. I didn't care. My yeah. whole thing was like, I need to build my career. I need to build my amateur status. And so I'm not going to tell the promoters anything. I'm not going to tell anyone anything. I'm going to do it. I'm going to send it. So that after they can be like, damn, this bitch really came through and yeah. the entire promotion and the staff, they thanked me the first time and the second time because every time we had like a fighters meeting, I was the first one to the weigh-ins. Um, I was the first one to the fighters meeting. I was, I, I followed all their rules. I did everything. I stayed professional, humble, 
caring. Yeah. I, I was, I stuck to the plan and I did everything the way I was supposed to. So yeah, I'm no, proud of and, myself. Of course. And I am super proud of you. Don't take anything that I'm saying as like anything that detracts from how much I like yeah. you, right? Or support you. I get what you're saying that the amateur record doesn't matter that much or whatever, but it still matters because you still want to build yourself the right way. Yeah. Um, I will. Okay. So shoot forward to that second fight. Unfortunately, doesn't go your way. No. But God damn, did you put up a fight? Like yeah. I watched that. I watched that fight too. God damn, you're 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 doing well. You you've got the technique. You've got skill. Like there's no yeah. denying that, right? You do very well. Okay, it doesn't come your way, but like you said, fine. You win some, you lose some. It's amateur. Mm -hmm. I'm not. You know, it's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Um, now, what happens now? So here's the thing. They have their 10th year anniversary, October 8th, which is now two and a half months out. Everyone knows how I am. As soon as their flyer came out, I posted it. I posted it on my story, <laughs> on my Facebook. I said, I was like, I don't want any excuses from anyone now, friends or family or foes. October 8th is the next one. So what I'm doing now, and if Rap sees this interview, he'll know how I feel. If you have someone, send them. If if I get the call or the text message saying I have a fight for you, then I'm gonna do it. I wanna stick to the WCFL uh, promotion because they've been amazing with me. Yeah. Um, that whole, and I don't know if you know, but they're affiliated with American Top Team. Yes. The, yeah. Like, somehow I did realize that because I think the like, owner of WCFL somehow. Yeah. Is... Raph Garcia, who yeah. has an American Top Team in Tampa, is the promoter yes, for yes. WCFL. So I don't have to go anywhere. I'm here locally. I'm going to make a name for myself here in Tampa. And as long as they keep finding me opponents, I'm going to compete with them. And I really got to be honest with you. There was a lot of drama that uh happened after the fight with my opponents because leading up to it they were quiet and they were respectful but after the fact it got a little it went sideways and so i love nothing more than for them to give me another one of their fighters from that same gym so i can redeem myself like i'm i'm not making a, a real call out but i feel like I'm being discredited for the fact that I stepped up um, for being TKO'd, which I think it's, it's I mean, it's, it is what it is. I wish he would have really knocked me out cold and yeah. sent me to the hospital so that I could really count. But um, I, I, if, if you guys are listening, I want, if you got more fighters, bring them my way. I'm down to, to toe the line against you guys again, for sure. All right. So that challenge is there. I mean, the fact that you had Clara Ivanov look for the fight, you had another person look to the fight before you ended up having your opponent. We know there's people out there, mm -hmm. right? The first time I spoke, I, the first time I spoke to you, got to be honest, I'm like, I don't know that some guy's going to take this fight just for the optics of it, just for whatever, you know, like, I don't know. Now you've got like four names out of the hat already have come out saying they're going to do it. I think... I also feel that now that you've got some tape on you where people can see you fighting, they're like, okay, this isn't one of those like, 
you know, those Russian circuses that you see with these stupid yeah. girls that go in that have no business fighting, right? Like, yeah. okay, you know, Jita's a legit fighter. So if I take this fight and there's that story there, there's people now that will do this. So I'm happy for you there. I made my opponent famous. Yeah, of course. Well, you're making he me famous like, too. So it's so want? crazy. Uh, he, um, I don't want to cut you off, but like prior to, like he had those seven fights, right? I, I think it's hilarious, but credit to him, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, he, had, he had like six or seven fights, right? Mm -hmm. Prior to meeting me or fighting me. Yeah. And he really just had like maybe like 20 Instagram posts. But this little motherfucker had the audacity to post the TKO highlight on TikTok. And it's led to like 3 million views and like 12,000 like likes, shares, and comments, and like mad people talking so much shit about me, which is funny because like there's a percent that thinks I'm a real female. Yeah, there's right, another right. percent that knows the truth and they're like, haha, that's what she gets. And then there's like a really small portion that's like on my side, like, hey, credit to Gita for competing, right. whatever. Because he never explained the story. He just put this caption saying like, uh, equal opportunity to getting knocked the fuck out. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> like now you want to be an asshole after the fact? But I, I mean, yeah. it, it brings more views to us, us being amateurs, and I think it's cool. Like at first I was pissed off, but now I think it's hilarious because I'm like, so many fucking people are like on my profile now. Like it's hilarious, but um yeah. yeah no but okay but that's okay and i did see that like after the fight i know you were like really upset because I, I again of course and guys if you're not already following jita marie you have to don't don't be ridiculous right the, uh it's a great account you know you post all your real stuff um yeah. and you are here i'll put it down at the bottom there it's uh at the real underscore man eater 719 so that's you go follow you on instagram um yeah, I saw that you were angry, you were kind of upset and whatever. And at the time, I'm like, oh, don't worry, Jita, you know, like, this is just part of the shit, you know, but I'm glad to see now that like, you know, yeah. given some time, you're like, all right, cool, whatever, you know, you do whatever you got to do. Uh, because look, there's UFC fighters that get freaking knocked out brutally bad. Yeah. And somehow, yeah. like, like, okay, look at so Sean, like, look at Sean Strickland. I know that was like, that's why I watched that. I was, I was, um, what you call it? I was at the bar eating appetizers when it happened. I was like, see, like, I've been training myself for so many years to not fall into the bullshit of the overreaction. Oh, <laughs> He's literally getting a ticket right now. All right. Well, it's too late. You can't once they start oh, writing. No, that's no, it. It's I over. Can't have them. <laughs> oh, shit. If it starts getting towed, if it starts getting towed away, then we'll uh, pause no. the broadcast here. Um, okay. Right, so, so okay, but so I'm glad. So I'm glad that you kind of you know you realize. Oh, sorry, we're talking about the Sean Strickland, but you know yeah, Sean so Strickland. It, that didn't bother me. It was the fact that they didn't like. I understand that he had the highlight reel and like he wanted to showcase what he did and whatever, but the caption and the way it flowed was like, you're discrediting me. And now people are making fun of the fact, like you're taking away yeah, from yeah. my story. Well, my that's story okay. Like, you should give me respect for actually stepping up to you when you had like, you know how the stats are like height and weight and blah, blah, blah. Like physically he was supposed to win with his record and who he was <laughs> as a person. You were supposed to win. Like you're lucky that yes. you won. 
Because if I would have whooped your ass or broken your ankle, like when that when we were like scrambling, or if I should have after I threw you twice, if I would have stayed on top of you and not let you get up the first time because I yeah. allowed him to get up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things would have been different, but like the fact that they kind of like went on the route of like making fun of me, I was like, no, nah, bro. Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, I deserve my respect. Like, I don't give a fuck that I lost, I, but at least give me credit for stepping up. I know. Okay, hold on. I know that, but don't let yourself get bothered with that. People are going to post shit all the time. They're going to post stupid stuff, whatever. You can't help that. You know, I don't think most, many opponents are probably not going to post positive reels about their opponent and stuff like that. So yeah. you just fo you focus on you, post your stuff, because you do. You post good stuff for yourself. Look, yeah. when they post something that's like negative or whatever, what happens is that those people are going to click over to your profile because they're going to go, oh, who is this? Then yeah. in your profile, they can see all the stuff that you put out, right? Like your positive or your positive or your, your truthful messages, right? Let them yeah. see that themselves. Like, don't worry about that. Like, I do want to give you that word of advice you know don't don't worry about that stuff yeah I, two, and, I two and a half months from now or whatever uh -huh. it is october so that, yeah it's coming up man two and a half months from now you've got their anniversary show yes are you finding a gym now i know you just said like hey i'm thinking about it whatever but should you not be getting this down pat now yeah, no, definitely. Like, I, I know so many people that are like, oh, there's no such thing as taking a break. But I had to take a break because of my operation. There's certain movements that I can't do right now. I can't do grappling right now. <laughs> uh, so I went to the gym a couple of days ago, and I did cardio, and I, I was hitting the bag. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm completely healed, but for, like, extreme training, I'm not. So I'm, I'm just, like, relaxing. For now, okay. I still have two months. Like, okay, okay. As long as but, I have but you can well, make phone calls now. Well, I already have a gym. Oh, what do you mean? Like, so I, I have of the three offers that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Tampa, yeah. There's one that I feel the most comfortable with. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. I mean, that we've messaged, we've messaged on Instagram, and I've met some other fighters, and, and I've, they have several fighters that I follow online, and everything's very zen and open-minded and loving and caring over there. And they have um, a lot of people connected to the UFC and um, which what was the Ultimate Fighter and all that stuff, like people that have okay. had been in and out of there, people that actually I didn't know trained here that actually know me personally. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay. So I'm glad for that. Okay. So I don't think you said that. So, okay. So now you found the gym that once you are healed and just for viewers that may be watching and noticing that you look a little different, the surgery you're talking about is breast augmentation. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so that's the surgery you've done. It's going to take how much longer before you can start fully exercising? And I think I, I think I can go in the next couple of weeks. Um, okay 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 I mean, I've, been, I've, I've been back to work for like three days after my surgery i was like in the pool like doing back okay okay and like, <laughs> okay, like okay. It's, just, it's just a matter of it all getting like i guess used to my body right it's, right right it's my first time doing it it's my first experience so i, I don't want to be irresponsible um i wanted to make sure that it it heals completely the incision yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that. Like I didn't want some shit popping out while I'm wrestling someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's not normally what you want. Uh, yeah, so I'm doing light workouts at home. I walk my dogs three times a day. So I'm I'm moving around. I'm like I've done push-ups okay, okay. and sit-ups and stuff like that just to make sure. And I'm constantly massaging them and making sure everything's fine. And I I'm ready to go as soon as possible. But okay. I'm really not in a rush because I, honestly, to be honest with you, I people will forever disagree with me on the way I work. But if Raph Garcia doesn't have a fighter for me for October 8th, and I don't know now, then I'm not going to train for it. I can do my regular workouts and stuff like that, but um, I, I like to have a goal. I like to right. think this is my opponent. This is who I'm working towards. This is why I'm going to do this. Um, uh, like spending my money and, and travel time um, if I don't have an actual opponent, I feel like I just don't want to do that anymore. I, I want, I want an ultimate goal. I want okay. something to, I want to be hungry for something. So right now I'm chilling. I'm relaxing. I'm letting myself heal. I'm enjoying my family and my friends and, and I'm, I'm back to partying and enjoying the weekend. Um, but the fight game is always going to call my attention. And I, since October 8th is still two and a half months away. I'm just buying time right now. Okay, okay. And then so when we were talking about doing this podcast, you were saying like you had lots of stuff that you wanted to say or get out. Mm -hmm. Are we touching on all those? We're touching on all those things, right? Yeah, we are. Yeah, I already touched on it. Um, I basically it's the so the TikTok and the hate and everything we already talked about it. You gave me your advice. My family gave me the same advice. And like I said, what it boils down to is I wanted more respect for the storyline and what I was trying to put out there. Like the fact that it felt like someone was making fun of me for stepping up was in the beginning hurtful, but I don't care. It makes me want to fight them again. It makes me fight their want to fight their whole team. Right, right, right. But um, yeah, that and the fact that like. I apologize for anyone that I lied to, but at the end of the day, if I wouldn't have done this, I wouldn't have fought. Yeah, I don't think that's, yeah, I I don't see that. I had to do it myself to prove a point to people that it's it's not, I didn't just wake up yesterday thinking, oh, I want to be a fighter. Like, this is something I love, and I was going to do it regardless of having help or not. Right. And I'm, yeah. And, and, and kudos to you. I'm glad that you found a gym so that once you decide on this, you can then start going, start like once your body is ready and once you have that plan in place, you can go, okay, now I've got a place I can go. I can develop my skills, continue to improve, continue to grow. Right. Yes. And also get people that will be in your corner. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I'm so happy that you have your boyfriend that's supportive and that he's in your corner and stuff like that. But there's something to be said that it's like the professionals in your corner, like the, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the coaches that are there with you that know different things, maybe have experience or whatever that can coach you through it. Yeah. Um, so that that's going to be important. And that's your goal then, right? To get all of yeah. that stuff in place. And um, you kind of made mention before you were saying, I think when we were messaging, you said something like, oh, like, if I continue. Yeah, well, because everyone thinks that I should not continue because of my surgery, and I'm like, I this, this, I, that shouldn't matter. There's so many people that compete with 
different sports because of their surgery is not a reason for me to stop. Like I, it's, but those must be non MMA people. Yeah, it's just because it's just my family. Okay. okay. <laughs> my mom and my aunt—they were there for my second fight, and they were begging me. They were like, "Cause, like, I fought on the fourth, and then surgery was on the sixth, which is another fucking point I want to make." There was so many people saying, "Like, oh, it's so funny how she got surgery after the fight." It's like, yeah, because I wasn't worried about the outcome of the fight. I had to book the surgery because it was a goal of mine. So I was yeah. Like, two months prior. I planned the fight and then I was like, oh crap, my doctor wants to see me soon because I had paid for it already. And he was like, when do you want to do this? And I'm like, I need it after the fourth. And I didn't tell him that I was going to fight. I lied to him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I, that doesn't, I don't think that matters though. Like, I, that's a weird well, some thing. Some people make it seem like, oh, like I, I got the surgery so I can get out of the fight game. Like, no, bitch. I, oh. I, got the surgery, I got the surgery so I can look better while I'm in the fight game. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I mean, Look, if you watch MMA at all, then you can rhyme off a thousand fighters that like have had surgery such as yours yeah. that are world class top of right? Like that's not a uh -huh. thing. So I mean yeah. Paige Van Zandt, Rachel Ostovich, uh Pearl Gonzalez. Well, uh Karolina Kavalkovich was the last one that I mean uh, on this. Joanna. On this podcast, we joked that she had gone up a weight class. You know what I mean? Oh, because no, that, was, you know what? that was a lot. Because <laughs> I, I, walk, I walk at 150, 151, which is what I weighed the, the day of weigh-ins. And these are heavy. Like, sometimes I forget that I have them. And right, I right. Went, yeah, yeah. I went, uh, I went very modest and humble. Yeah, yeah. But that's why I'm saying about the Carolina. Like, she was not modest and humble. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay. So, that's good, though. Yeah. No. So, there's nothing stopping you from continuing. You've still got the desire. you still got the drive. Mm -hmm. There's all that. Um, in terms of positive outpouring of support and, and love, how are you feeling? Like, how has that grown at all from the community? I mean, oh, now you've got, so... you've got two so... fights. So, yes. So, when it comes to like social media, I really don't care. My biggest thing is like for my father to call me crying and being like, you're my champion, and my mom being there in person, and like my, my family's, my family on both sides think I'm like the coolest person in the world. Like, nothing else matters. Like, I can literally stop and I'm like, I, I did it. My family thinks I'm badass. Like, that's it. That is amazing. Like, there's so many people in this world, regardless of where you land on, on the spectrum of LGBTQ plus whatever, or even straight people, humans in general, there's so many people out there that don't have their parents, that don't have their parents' support. Their parents have died, like, so much so. For such a long time, I had a... Um, uh issues with like doing sports in high school and like yeah. growing up and my parents just being too young and not having enough money to like support it and whatever um but as an adult like i wanted to make my parents proud i'm gonna be 34 in like four days and i'm still like vying for my parents like love and attention and i've had it all my life but just to like my dad and i'm transgender like 
there's so many people out there that don't have that. And I, I like, I'm happy. I'm proud of it. I want to share it. I want to prove to people that like, it's more than just the fighting. It's, it's making my family proud and happy about me and like, um, inspiring other people to like, not only transgender people, cause I'm not a huge advocate for my kind. I just want to be a great example of my kind. And if you follow, like there's so many like real cisgender or uh, natural born females in my life that they're around me and they're inspired by me. And they were like, damn girl, you make me want to be a better woman. Like that is cool yeah. in itself. Like being able to inspire people to do better and be better um, or just be a good person or follow their dreams is, is that means more to me than anything like the clicks online and the shares and all that stuff. Like I really, I, I don't want fans. I want friends. And right, that's right. one of my biggest quotes um, since I started fighting. I don't want fans. I want friends. I don't want fame. I want fortune so I can take care of my friends and my family. Like there's, there's certain aspects to this that um, I, I want people to know that it's, it's the, the outpouring of love matters when it's your friends and your family fans i mean it's it's great it's awesome but i really haven't seen a big difference to really answer your question like um, okay, okay. um i i mean i've seen there's more views but yeah. like my story hasn't blown up like i'm not on cnn i'm not like people <laughs> you are the only one uh, giving me a platform to share my story um, to this day, and I, it, it means a lot. I think it's awesome. And you work your ass off to promote Fight Insight podcast, and I I love you for that. Like I think yeah, it's yeah. amazing. One day we're gonna look back and be like, this is where it started. <laughs> yeah, when they when yeah when they're doing like a movie, they're gonna have to get someone to play me that's interviewing the person that's playing yeah. you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like starting out. Yeah. Um, no, I'm really. Or yeah. it could just be a documentary if you have the actual proof. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Cut to some live footage. Um, no, like I'm really, no, I'm really happy for you. I, I'm glad that we met uh, in the first place. And I'm glad that, you know, we're able to follow your story along. And you're right, you know, like, we're making friends here. We're not, you know, even for us for this podcast, or for me with this podcast. Um, yeah, it's more about making friends. You know, when I have guests on like these professional fighters or amateur fighters or whoever it is, I love to stay in contact with them after the fact. Like, I'm not interviewing you yeah. just so I can interview you and then put it online so that, like, you know, 20 people can watch it and I can feel good about myself. Like, I don't really care about that. The only reason I'm on episode, I think this is episode 75, maybe the one that I'm doing with you, is because, like, I'm meeting people and then we're legit staying friends after the fact. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, uh, I followed the this last fight with the Korean guy. He had like ties to Korea and America. Oh, Bam Bam, Bam Bam, Barbarina. Yeah, yeah. How did you feel when you saw that result? Dude, oh my God. That... Did you scream? <laughs> okay, so first of all, I'm screaming in my house, right? Like, like, cause, cause this bastard always goes to a decision, you know, and uh -huh. and it's like bloody war decision. So I've got to sweat it out for three rounds. Uh -huh. This one, he finally wins. I'm screaming in my house. I had like I was so nervous. My wife is there watching with me. We're nervous. Then after he wins, I paid for the pay-per-view. 
I just yeah. start drinking. I'm celebrating. I didn't even watch the rest <laughs> of the paper because I'm so happy for him because he's my friend, you know? Yeah, I, you were the first person I thought about when that happened. Yeah. I, like, I, I could just imagine... <laughs> like how crazy he's going right now yeah yeah no i was so happy uh f- you know i i uh, i think i forgot on our last episode but friends of the podcast update uh regan gowing she's a muay thai fighter she mm-hmm. won the title at lion fight so she won won Yay, the title awesome. so happy for her and then jenna bishop uh just a few episodes ago she won her third professional mma fight so she she won so that weekend was great for us for you know in terms That's of people so that i cool. talked to but yeah, you know, like we, you know, we meet these people and we talk with them. They're great, great people, you know, and that's what keeps me going. Like, it's not about growing this to fame or anything. I think if I want to grow this podcast, I have to like invest a bunch of money. I have to like yeah. pay to like have this thing promoted and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not putting money into this. I'm just doing this for fun and to meet cool yeah. people. Um, so I hear you. I hear what you're saying. But like, look, your personality and your style and, you know, the fact that you're doing this thing you know, people will find you, friends will find you, you know, like, uh, you know, followers, family, uh, fans, whatever it is, but friends, friends will find you, right? They'll reach out and they'll be Mm -hmm. happy for your story. So I'm so happy for you. Like, yeah, uh, thank you so much. Regardless of how strong you think you might be, like, I think what's really keeping me going forward is my foundation of family and friends, because it's, we can't help but like, feel some type of way regardless of them being strangers the hate online really does get under your skin sometimes you're just like bro you don't even fucking know me shut up but then (laughs) what i think about my mom and my dad and my sisters and my brother i have like four badass brothers that were supposed to be there but they couldn't make it unfortunately i have an army so that brings me back but the idea of being famous is still scary it's like yeah yeah people involved in your life and stuff like that like the 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 stress that comes with it but i mean as long as i have people like you and my family and my friends like i think i'll be fine and it's yeah yeah. it's so wild that i'm only an amateur with two fights because like yeah where the hell is this thing going (laughs) yeah yeah five years and you never know, you just keep going with it and you see where it takes you and you see what what grows out of it, right? Like, who knows? You don't even know. You might be inspiring people, inspiring other uh, young girls, young boys. You don't know who you're inspiring and who's going to be yeah. looking up to you. And at some point, you can be their mentors, you can be their coach. Like, things are going to happen for you. Um, yeah, it's just, it's lovely, you know? And uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But the, the ride is not over. The journey is not over. I was, I was talking to you before the podcast aired and just to let people know, you know, so right now I'm getting guest co-hosts all the time. And the reason I didn't do a guest co-host for this episode is because you and I are friends already. Like we already knew each other and I knew you had your story to get out and I didn't really need an extra person who didn't know you before to then like chip in with stuff because I'm like, okay, we can do this on our own, you know, but uh, I did ask you and you will be a guest co-host in the future. Right. I would love 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 that yeah yeah no i think you'd be awesome i think you'll be great at it so i'm gonna have you back for sure for that um i know when you're gonna be fighting hopefully october what is it fifth october 8th 8th sorry okay so Mm -hmm. hopefully october 8th you are fighting i will be in italy because i'm going on my honeymoon so i'll be in italy then so i'll be cheering from you over i'll be cheering for you overseas (laughs) 
but uh and then so and then we'll touch base after that i mean i'll probably have you as a guest co-host before that but then in terms of your fight we'll talk about that after and then who knows and then we'll be on to your fourth fight and we'll be talking yeah, right so down for that. Hey, yeah man. you get it Honestly, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm just trying to build my amateur career, so I don't care who it is. And if I can fight someone with this uh, great of a record and experience, I mean, I, anyone, anyone can step yeah. up and outdo it. Like, I, the experience and like being able to look back at the videos and the pictures and be like, I did it. I yeah. did it. Yes. Yeah. When I'm like 60 years old and I'm like, <laughs> Still taking shots and smoking cigarettes at the bar. I'm like looking at my videos. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, that's what that's what you'll be doing. Menace to society still. <laughs> uh, I do want to say so. I do want to say, um, whoever's watching this podcast now, because this is going to air. We're we're recording this really early, but it is your birthday week when this comes yes. out. So happy birthday to you. Thank I know you mentioned it's going to be a birthday, but happy birthday to you. I'm really happy for that. I Thank did want to get so this happy. podcast on your birthday week. So congratulations. Um, I do also want to say when you talked about, you know, not getting famous over this, what I do like though, and I really appreciate is when sponsors reach out and give us stuff. So this is, oh. I do want to give a shout out to bro dough. This is a edible cookie dough called bro dough, bro, B R O D O U G H. It's like protein, uh, healthy for you, vegan, whatever. So it's like really good stuff. It tastes amazing. So go to brodo.ca and use code fight insight to save 15%. Do that for sure. All right, Gita, one last thing I want to get your comment on is in the news, there's a lot of stuff going on about transgender athletes and specifically normally as transgender females competing against females mm -hmm. and normally dominating the sport. Okay. Now there was also a documentary that came out called what is a woman and that it kind of highlights a little bit and even showed clips of MMA. Uh -huh. So, um, I wanted to get your thoughts on I, your narrative is totally different. And that we talk about that. We talked about in the first podcast with you. I, I talked about in the intro, you're different. You're, you're, you're doing it a different way. You're flipping the script. So all that yeah. negative kind of connotation and stereotype does not apply to you. No. What do you think about the seemingly increasing amount of female transgender athletes competing against women? Okay, so uh, personally, I, I'm going to stick on the same opinion that I always had for the past 10 years since like falling in love with the sport of MMA. Um, I just think it's morally and ethically wrong. And... Um, I agree with the people on on my side. Um, the I, I mean, a lot of people are gonna be against me and what I say, but that's fine. But I feel like on the right side of things when it comes to uh, um, trans females competing in sports, because ultimately the word that comes to my mind is just is not fair. It honestly just isn't to me, like, because I, I know for a, a lot of situations in a case by case basis, like all sports are not I like virtually identical. Right. Uh, the the percent of like I like right now I've been watching the World Championships because I'm really into the track and field as well, and even when you go down the lineup, like all the women are built differently. Some are taller, some are shorter, some are stockier, and yet they still have to run the hundred meters. So it's almost like, 
are the are some at an advantage and others at a disadvantage? And the same thing with men's and like I think like sports all around is kind of all over the place when it comes to like um, one. The most important is gender. Two is um, your ethnic background. There, I, I mean, the reality of when it comes to sports, there are some races that dominate more than others. That's just. For me, it's reality because I've, I watch sports on a daily basis. Right. Um, but recently with the ban uh, on, on what's her name? There was the swimming ban. Is that the what you're swim, talking the, about? The, the, yeah, the swimming ban. Because I, I know that you had asked me about that. Yeah, I mean, there's, this, there's this here, and I'm just putting it on screen. The world swimming governing body bans transgendered athletes from competing in women's events. Yeah, I mean, I agree with it. Like here's my message to anyone that's in my position. Why not go out the way that 99% of the population would rather you go out? Like I won my first fight against a male, regardless of us being both amateurs, I still won. Like I got so much more respect for the, in the way that I did it and not so much that I won, but the way that I did it. I feel like winning to me in, in this fashion is way better way more worth it. It, it 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 actually solidifies who you are as a person because at the end of the day for me i know that i was born male i know that i transitioned to be a female or to live the life of a female but i uh, the the chromosomes the biology you can't change that that's that's for life like i've um just came off my hormones for a month just because I wasn't feeling well and shit started reversing. That's because that's how my body is. Biology yeah. is like that. Once you stop the hormones, it just reverses back to what it's it's normally used to. So when it comes to that kind of stuff, yeah, everything's a case by case basis, but why not do it the more morally and ethical sound way and like go out like a badass? Like I think <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. I think Alana and what's the swimmer's name? I forget. I don't. I really I don't, don't keep up. Uh, um, I forget. But would but it be like that much better if they competed against the males, lived their life as a beautiful transgender, and be like, "Damn, like she's a badass." Like that. Right. I'd rather go out that way than any other way. Like, um, I will say though, uh, I was a lifeguard and a swim instructor. Um, in my early years, like around in my early twenties. Right. And I had this friend, her name was Lane or Lynn and she was small and like pudgy. Like she was like a little stub and she was so (laughs) buoyant that she would finish the, the 50 or the 500. I think it is that they have to test you in. She finished it like five minutes before me because my, I was all bone and muscle sinking. So I was literally just fighting for my life to, to stay uh, on top of the water. So yeah, it's a case by case basis when it comes to that. But like, if you were born male and you, you went through the puberty and you reached a certain age where you were a, a, a full grown man, I feel like you, you can't really reverse certain things. And I think it's just unfair. Um, like, for example, I don't know if you ever heard of Carmen Carrera, Gina, Gina Rosero, or Gigi Gorgeous. Those 
transgender women, I would feel a little uncomfortable fighting them in the ring. But at the same time, because they were genetically born a male, I'm okay too. Yeah. If you flip that around, like I, I would want people to respect me the same way, or respect, no, no, I understand. Me, respect my sisters the same way, or respect um, any other female in this world the same way. So, I don't know. It's a weird, crazy, soft topic. Like, I honestly, I started my transition in 2010. I feel like I finished by 2014, and the last like three years, it's become like a trend. Like now, all of a sudden, it's like. Oh, well, I can be trans. Like people aren't like. I feel it's like, definitely oh. in the news. It's definitely in the news a lot more, right? You're seeing yeah, the athletes like, a lot more. I mean, if you really, if people really do their research, people like me have been around for a long, long, long time. But we really are just like one percent of the entire population, which is like seven billion people. So right. we, we're really not a big crew, and when we're compared to the lgbt community we're really a small percent of them too yeah and we're we're just now being accepted and respected and like i mean i still have i just started this new job and like there's gay people running rampant everywhere lesbians everything but them finding out that i'm trans was like whoo and i'm like i don't fucking get it we're like i'm no different than you guys but i yeah. mean gays and lesbians just got their green card to uh, or their their green light to to live normal happy lives like what ten years ago, and yeah. I feel like trans people are just now getting that that respect and that uh, that acknowledgement. I I mean I think it's silly. It's like all over the place. It's a yeah. soft subject. Um, well, sorry, Judith, but I do want to ask. So when it comes to the athletics, though, mm-hmm. and I and I hear what you're saying. Like you're saying, hey. I've chosen to do it my way. And I think that that's how other people should do it as well. I don't, do you know of any other transgender athletes that are doing what you're doing? Like that are competing? (laughs) No, right? Like, I, like, I don't see any other transgender athletes that are competing. I'm waiting for someone to step up. Like, and I mean, we called out Alana and Fallon the last episode that we had and they still didn't want it i'm like no no but i just mean in any sport i'm not even talking about no. combat sports i'm just saying like it's not like you see a transgender female playing basketball with men or or swimming against i, I don't know but do, do you know i don't know i know yeah. it's not out there and that's why you got to get on those documentaries and stuff because i feel like you would be the good uh counter argument or counter thesis yeah. Right, the antithesis you, oh to what God, to what their documentary it. says. You know what I'm finding too. Remember that whole TikTok situation. Um, I'm finding that there's a small percent of people that still discredit me, and they're like, "Oh, well, good for you. Not a big deal. You should be doing it this way because you're a man." And I'm like, "Fuck you!" Like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't get it. This is how you guys wanted me to do it, and I still get no. That's it. yeah. Like, no that. That's definitely crazy because the first time we had you on, we said, hey, look, for all you people who are mad at Fallon Fox, mad at Alana McLaughlin, mad at any, you know, any other scenarios that you know of, here's yeah. Gina Marie, who's doing the exact opposite thing. The thing that ev- the thing that a lot of people are saying should be done. It's You're like, the only one doing it. There's so I, many miserable people out there. I'm never oh, going to yeah, make everyone happy. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Well, no, I appreciate you talking on that, though, because I I did want to ask that question. So thank you. Yeah.
before we end this podcast, are you okay just to uh, recap some of the fights for this weekend or what will yeah, be? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, you know, a little asterisk. We're doing this more than a week before the fight. So if some of these fights change, don't yell at us. That's not our problem if they change. <laughs> Uh, so this is on July 23rd. You've got UFC Blades versus Aspinall. This is the one that's in the O2 Arena in England. The first fight. This is a great card. Like the main the main event card. First yeah. fight is Paul Craig, that crazy uh, Scottish warrior guy. Uh, mm -hmm. Paul Craig versus Vulcan Ozdemir. Do you know either of these guys? Do you care? I don't. All right. Who cares? <laughs> Paul Craig. Okay, look. Paul Craig is going to win this fight, guaranteed. That's a no-brainer. So Paul Craig wins that fight. Next fight, Hannah Goldie. Hannah, I think her nickname is 24 Karat Goldie, against Meatball Molly McCann. English girl, do you know her? No? All right. She's, she's insane. She's like best friends with Patty Pimblett. She's the... I don't know how to now, explain her. The best friend or the sister? Because doesn't his sister fight? I don't know, but I don't think no, I don't think it's his sister. Okay, that would be crazy news if it is. But no, anyways, Molly McCann versus Hannah Goldie. We're picking Molly McCann. Next fight, Alexander Gustafson. Oh, he's back. He's like seventy-six years old now. <laughs> he's, he's fighting. He's fighting Nikita Krylov, who I really like Nikita Krylov, but he's uh. So Alexander Gustafson, what I mean, what the hell, this guy? This guy's lost five of his last six. He's All lost right, three. So I'll go with Nikita. <laughs> yeah, he's lost three in a row. I, you know, I don't know why he's coming back. I mean, he's great, but just I don't know. Uh, Nikita Krylov, though, he's on a pretty bad streak. He as sounds well. Russian, so I'll go with that. <laughs> good enough. All right, there you go. We'll just go based on uh, race. You yeah. Can. He's he's Ukrainian, yeah. Oh okay. uh, yeah, you don't. You good don't good enough. <laughs> Not now, yeah. Good enough. No. All right, next fight. This is the. I mean, for me, this is the main fight. It's Patty Pimblet. You know who we're talking about? The guy, yes. the guy that gets really fat during the off season. Uh huh. And he's fighting former guest of the podcast Jordan Levitt. Do you know who Jordan Levitt is? He's the guy that twerks yes. and stuff. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. So Jordan Levitt comes on our podcast. He's a he's a great guy. He's the he's such a unique character. Okay, uh, he's like really nerdy. He's like an introvert, but yeah, he dances and twerks. He always fights all by himself in the apex. Now they send him overseas to fight the greatest English fighter. You know what I mean? Like the big big name in Patty Pimblet. Wait, Jordan's the one that does the splits too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, he wins. Yeah, you think he beats? Yeah, I, like he's well, he's not okay. So you know what I love most about him that um, he kind of he doesn't talk much. He just does what he does, yeah. and he gets the job done. So I say I'm going with he gives Pimblet uh, at home whoop ass in front of all his friends and family, and Oof. the hype is over. He's got to stay laser focused. Jordan needs to friggin' just read Lord of the Rings, keep his head down, don't <laughs> fall for any crap because the crowd is going to be insane. If he can pull this off, it's the greatest win probably. I think he'll pull career. it off. Jordan's right. a bad fighter. Jordan's amazing, man. I and love he's Jordan. He's very, very well-rounded too. He's like one of those ninjas that will like pop your eye out <laughs> and you won't even know it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
All right, so let's see Jordan Levitt. I got Jordan Levitt as well. Uh, co-main event, this is the one that just recently changed. It was supposed to be uh, Darren Till versus Jack Hermanson. Darren Till now cannot fight. And it's he got injured. Or something. Right? I don't know. what. He got attacked. Where has Darren Till been for the last God knows how long? Who Talking knows? shit on Twitter. Yeah, right? Uh, or no, and just hanging out with uh, Kamzat. You yeah. know how they're always like buddy-buddy, some weird like bromance? They're just scissoring. Yeah. What? <laughs> Did I hear that right? Uh, uh, yeah, okay, right. Chris Curtis, the action man, he takes over uh, the spot against Jack Hermanson. Uh, do you know oh, Chris Jackson's Curtis? He's a really great fighter. Yes, but Chris Curtis is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight wins in a row. Uh, he fought, fought six times in 2021. And what? now he's, yeah, six times in 2021. That's like uh, another Kamzat. Yeah, two of those were in the UFC, but he had fought four times before. Then he fought another two in UFC, wins all the fights. Uh, in UFC, he has a KO and a TKO, and then a decision in June. He's doing a quick turnaround to fight uh, Hermanson. That's I got, Dan. Who do you got on this? I'll go with Jack because I followed him for a while. And yeah. I'll stay I'll stay loyal. Okay, all right. I'm going with Action Man, and the only reason is is I think they were setting Jack Hermanson up to get smushed by Darren Till. Like I think they were like, hey, we need to find some guy who's gonna lose to Darren Till because Darren Till can't keep losing. We need him to win. So I but feel I like think that Jack could lose to Darren Till. Well, I don't know, but I mean I don't know. But why why would Darren Till be I just feel like Darren Till can't afford another loss. So there had to have been something in that matchup that they looked at as being yeah. positive. And then I think action man Chris Curtis is on a hot streak, man. I don't think this guy loses to Jack Manson. But okay, we'll see. We're split on that one. Main event, Curtis Blades versus Tom Aspinall. Well, I've seen Blades. I've never heard of an Aspinall. As okay, well, you're losing English followers as you speak. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Curtis Blades, you know... Curtis Blades, we know Curtis Blades, right? He was on a massive yes. win streak, loses to Derek Lewis. Then he beats Rosenstrike, and he le and he beats Chris Dawkins. Um, he's fighting Aspinall. Who the hell is Aspinall? Aspinall's an English guy, so that's why he's headlining. Holy jeez, this guy's 20. Okay, I didn't know, but he's 12 and 2. And he's on a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 8-fight win streak. But his wins are not against the greatest. I mean, he's beat Volkov, Spivak, Arlovsky... Uh, a, I mean, three per, three performance of the nights though so the guy's doing so he, something oh four 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 performance of the nights in his last five fights he's doing something right does aspinall yeah. does aspinall win in his hometown against curtis blades let's go with the yes yeah again i always believe in these conspiracies i think they were setting up right. that's true i i do agree uh, I think I think I think they're setting up Aspinall to win this in his hometown to make the English crowd go bonkers, right? Yeah. And they're and they're gonna set this guy up. So yeah, I got Aspinall as well. So those are our very well thought out picks, Cheetah. Yeah. Feel good with that. I yeah, really, yeah, I believe. <laughs> Hopefully those <laughs> fights. What I don't know about. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's what we do half the time on this podcast. Uh, what else do we got? Anything that you want to say to your friends, fan, 
fans, friends, family, viewers of the podcast before we let you go? Yes, um, I'm, I'm not out. I'm just taking a mini break. <laughs> I love you guys all. Thanks uh, to the supporters and the haters because at the end of the day, if you're talking about me, you're putting my name out there. So it always comes back. To- <laughs> uh, thank you to you and your sponsors and like everyone on your end that makes this possible. Um, if, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have this uh, opportunity to tell my story. So I appreciate you. I love you. You are dope as hell. I love your material. I follow all of it. I share as much as I can. Thank um, you. You're doing amazing and I do not stop. If I yeah. can't stop fighting, you can't stop podcasting. <laughs> that should be the that should be the agreement. I will continue to do this podcast as long as you're continuing to fight, and then yes. that that way we p- push each other to keep going, Definitely. keep growing. Yeah. Uh, Jita, it's been an honor to meet you the first time. It's an honor to meet you the second time. I'm glad that we're friends. I'm glad that you're continuing to go, keep kicking ass. As soon as you're healed up, get to that gym. I'm really, I'm strongly feel about that. I want you to get with a team. I want you to get with some people around you, share experience, share uh, knowledge, you know, grow together, get with a good team. I hope that you find one because there's been so many fighters um, that I follow online that they have these falling outs with their gyms and stuff like that. And it does hurt their career and stuff like that. So I want you to find a good one. Um, you know, get with good people, people that are like you, that, that are good people inside and out. Right. And, uh, and grow and do the best that you can. We'll always be here to support your career. And, uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right. Have a good one. All the best to you. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Bye.